0: And welcome along to Councillor Jim Murray from Eastbourne Borough Council. This is now, I think, what, your fifth podcast, I think it is now, isn't
1: it? I think it is my fifth, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Beautiful sunny day outside and I'm stuck in here with you. Yeah, well, yeah <laughs> all right, sorry, sorry. But yes, exactly, so you're stuck in here with me. Um, we've had some great, obviously, responses to your previous podcasts. They've been fantastic. Your your planning podcast, I think, is, is an award winner, Jim, uh, in terms of being able to let people understand how the planning process works. Uh, certainly in Eastbourne, um, so that's been really good. But today we're going we're going for something a bit different, aren't we? It's not so much you know looking at the uh, the, the nitty gritty of local politics, but it, we're looking at how local politics is affected by a massive, massive news, if you like, feature uh, or, or something that really matters to the country, uh, and that is. Brexit. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to grasp
1: grasp the thistle, and uh, see if I can uh, answer some questions on Brexit for you.
0: Well, yeah, exactly, and and uh, you know, without really at this stage in in June 2018. Going over Brexit and explaining to everybody what it's all about is probably a bit pointless. I think we all kind of know. Um, But just in case someone's listening in 15 years' time and they don't know, at the end of the day, the UK voted to leave the European Union. If you are listening back in uh, 15 years from now, we may or may not have left the European Union. Who knows? But um, at the end of the day, right now, we are planning to leave the European Union. We have only a few months to go until we're supposed to leave. When was that supposed to be, Jim? March 29th, I think, is the uh, leaving date. Of 2019. 2019, yeah. Right, and things are really moving ahead. So you wanted to, to, to sort of come in here, and, and Eastbourne's an interesting place to talk about this, because, well, you tell me why you think it's interesting instead of me talking for the next half an hour.
1: <laughs> well, Eastbourne's um, a, a brilliant town because it's very multicultural. We've got a huge amount of different people living here from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but we've also got um, a, a lot of people here who have either lost work or um, feel as though they've been, hard, have been um, not fairly treated um, by the European Union. So when the, vo- when the vote came around, we were one of the, the parts of the country that voted quite highly to leave. So I think 63% of the, con- uh, the Eastbourne wanted to leave.
0: Yes, which personally I, th- I was quite amazed at to be honest, because I would have thought quite the opposite, being a coastal town, um, you know, with quite co- reasonably close links to, to the continent, but clearly not.
1: Yes, uh, I, th- I think it came as a shock to, to everybody, uh, sort of how high that was.
0: Um, uh, yeah yeah which which is interesting, and I mean, you know that we're not here to get into whether or not we're remainers or or, or uh, you know brexiteers or, or whatever it is, but you know it's about really trying to understand why people voted in that way, uh, and there's many reasons for it, like you say people feel that that Europe hasn't done anything for them you know as monty python said you know what have the romans done for us well what, what has europe done for them do, do you find that when you talk to people
1: i think that uh, a, a lot of it is um rumor and um problems that um aren't actually around like the the uh, fabled straight banana that uh, yeah. we that we had to have um which has been forecast for us from from uh, europe um that was never a reality it was just one of these things that propped up from from the papers um, and I think one of the reasons why the why, why the country decided to leave Europe was because of the fantastic campaign that the Tories ran to to sort of try and uh, get us to leave, um, saying that about the 30, £360 million pounds a, a, a week that we could reinvest back into the NHS mm. um, and all the other monies that we're spending that um, that we don't need to, and we can reinvest back into our own country.
0: Yes, that, that infamous three hundred and sixty odd million or whatever it was, yes. which wasn't actually that at all apparently so they say Um, yeah I think that that's on record though isn't it that that wasn't correct um, and that was before the rebates and all that sort of thing, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, 360 60 million pounds was the gross amount. So once you count back in all of your money that you get back from, the, from, from Europe, it ended up being about 127 million pounds.
0: Well, it's quite a lot, though, isn't it? That's a big difference. So yeah. in other words, what happened was, just to, just to be fair and to give the, you know, both sides of everything, is that that would have been the figure that would have been paid out to Europe before rebates would have come back to the uk for various things i don't know guess i guess i'm guessing here what to do with um farming or to do with it, it, any other infrastructure uh, projects that are being undertaken i guess
1: yeah so the the uh, people who wanted to leave Europe were spreading those rumours. The people who wanted to stay in re- Europe were giving um, equally wild um, figures. So for every pound that we spent in Europe, you get ten pounds back in investment from from uh, Europe I- into the country. Wouldn't necessarily come into your pocket. Wouldn't necessarily go straight back into the coffers of the of the government. But ten pounds would actually go back into investment from various building companies. And, uh, and, and agriculture and everything throughout the, throughout the country. Once again, that £10 p- p- for every £1 is, is probably quite high. It's probably closer to about £5.
0: Yeah, and, and again, if you're looking at the statistics, as you are there, I mean, you know, really, how much of that is directly attributable to being part of the European Union or not? Um, because, of course, it, this, this is where things were very confused, wasn't it? Because being the UK and an English speaking member of the European Union it was very good um, in, in terms of American companies for instance to come here at one stage before the Irish obviously decided that they would adjust their taxation rates uh, and let them come in instead of coming in here yes. but yes all that sort of stuff really goes on uh, at, at, you know there's all sorts of things but anyway sorry I'll die I, I do guess I'll start talking about inward uh, inward investment from the from the Americans and people just got to glaze over so let's go back to what we were actually talking <laughs> well, about
1: well, it, 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 <laughs> It is important because all of that is part of the. It's part of the whole melting pot that we had before we decided that we were going to leave Europe, um, and because of that mixture and because of the, the all the various deals and various um, subsidies and things that we were getting from Europe, at the end of the day we weren't getting too bad a deal, you know. Uh, which is why it uh, was quite a surprise when everybody turned around and said, "Well, actually, no, we, we quite want to leave."
0: Yeah. And again, just talking just so that everyone's understand something, at least I feel it's important that that this is out there in terms of a journalistic kind of view. Um, You know, if you look at the the amounts of uh, the the money that's rebated and um, everything else that goes on and the deals that have been already made with Europe, a lot of people actually are unhappy that there even has to be kind of like a withdrawal time. You know that, um, that, what do they call that, yeah, where there's the, um, after 2019, then there's two years, so there's a transition. That's, transition that's period, the, yes. The transition period, which of course... So, it,
1: so it's a soft Brexit rather than a hard Brexit. Hard yes. Brexit was what we were talking about uh, 12 months ago, and we're now down to a soft Brexit. So that we, we we leave nice and carefully, making sure that we're uh, closing the door quietly behind us rather than slamming it in everybody's face.
0: Yeah, but that... I think a lot of people are confused with it. Everyone's confused. Let's face it, yes. right? <laughs> with the soft and hard Brexit, because there's so many nuances and different types of 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 exit. Now, are you all right to explain the difference between the two? Apart from that, from what you said? or do you think that's enough? <laughs> I, 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 the,
1: the the complexities of that, I think, were a little bit too much for for, for this short period of time that we've got. Um, that's fair. <laughs> the, there's. Uh, for example, the the new deal that's just been going across the table in government just recently is how um, we end up at the end of the deal and ha- whether or not we get a vote on whether or not we should stay in or whether or not we should leave. And part of that deal was this £20 billion that um, uh, Theresa May has now announced as a- additional funding for the NHS, yeah. of which £5 billion will come from reimbursements from the brexit for when we leave brexit and the other 15 pound, billion pounds we've actually got to pay for out of our t- tax rises oh, okay. so it's it's it, it it it's it's been sold as something which is really good coming out of brexit but it's not it's it's just 5 uh, 25% of the uh, the the deal is coming from brexit
0: which which isn't anything to do with Brexit. We'd have received that money anyway, I guess, would we? Or, yes. Yeah, yeah? Yeah. Or is that th- that there would have been one of these investment things that we would no longer be part of? Uh, the, the Brexit has had um,
1: a huge amount of pro- projects and things that have been running for a number of years, of which Britain has signed up for. We've promised to keep paying into those for a number of years. And even if we leave Brexit, then we've still got to keep paying those subsidies and those those, those fees for the next 10, 15 years.
0: Which is amazing to think. But yes. We so have benefited, it, though. That's the thing. We, we have
1: benefited from it, yeah. yeah. So we, we can't sort of suddenly pull out – you can't buy a house – and then to suddenly decide, well, I want to keep the house, but I'm not going to pay you back any of the mortgage. And that's basically what's happening in Europe as well. You know, we've, we've paid into all of this. Uh, we've got a really good deal out of it. Um, but now we want to leave the party without paying a, paying the bar bill is, is, is another one, you know. Yeah, that's true. You know, so, um, and, uh, and so even when we leave Europe, we're still going to be paying an awful lot of money into Europe for a number of years, which is why... V- we won't see the benefit of it for an awful long time.
0: No, I think that's what, you know, commentators are saying, isn't it? That it's going to take 20 years yes. before anything sort of like settles down and, and we become a sovereign na- uh, nation about this. But let's go back to something that you said a second ago, which was quite interesting, about having a vote on whether or not we we exit. Now, what, what did you mean by that?
1: This is where um, I'm alongside Stephen Lloyd, I'm uh, a a Remainer, I think that we should be staying in Europe, but Eastbourne has decided that they want to leave. Um, So therefore, we get behind our electorate, we're a democratic um, group, we we get behind our electorate and we support them. They've told us that they want to leave, we will support them in that. The will of the people. The will of the people. However, if the Tories come to us with a terrible deal... Where we lose all of our controls on labour, so there's no minimum wage, um, there's no support for the unions, um, the, the, all the zero hours contracts are, are, are allowed to continue, um, uh, and, and there's no control over actually how the, the workforce is supported whilst it's at work, which is what possibly could happen because all of those deals came from Europe, not from not from the UK. All of those oh, really? came from the Euro- Europe. Okay. Um, so if, if all of those deals are lost and they're not in the statute books when it comes to the vote, then I think that that should go back to the people and the people should be allowed to decide, okay, this is what you've got on the table. Are you happy with it? And if you're happy with it, then vote for it. And if you're not happy with it, then, then vote against it. And that's all that we're asking for. Is we're just, We want to make sure that we have got the fairest possible deal for the, the electorate. Um, when it comes to actually making that final decision. Mm
0: -hmm. And on the face of it, that makes sense. You know, we all want to make sure we make the right decision.
1: Uh, You can always read your contract before you signed it. Yes. And and, and that's basically what it is. You know, we've been offered the job. We've been told what we're going to be doing. We've now got the the fine details that we need to be able to um, look at. Once we've had a look at those, then you get to decide whether or not you want to sign the paperwork or not sign the paperwork.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you know... uh, I, you know, it, I think that that's a really good idea, and it makes sense, right? Because it, it does make sense, as you say. You know, you've, you've done the, you've done the deal. Now make sure that it's right just before you sign it. You know, you apply for a credit card; they send you through the terms and conditions, right? Okay, fine. So the, the the thing is, though, I mean, on for a lot of people, maybe they don't understand which parts they're going to be asked to say. Say this happens: this new referendum on the decision. What what do you think would be or should be? Asked of the electorate to agree to or disagree with, if you see what I'm saying, because there's so much. You've got laws, you've got employment law. I mean, forget criminal law, employment law. You've got banking, you've got um, some economics. Well, some, what am I talking about? Loads of economics. What would we be voting for, do you think? What would be the best thing? How would it be easy to do? I mean, do you see what I mean?
1: Um, I work with uh, a, a lot of um, companies asking them for funding to help me out with charity work with community work and things like that and the first question is always from them is what do I get out of it you know right. they're not being mean they're not, they're not, not being selfish and you know they, they want to invest some money into the local community um, but they also need to know okay how do I get what do, what's the benefit to my company right. and I think we need to do that for the electorate as well you know there's a lot of um, unnecessary paperwork, which we don't need to see. But at the end of the day, there, there'll be a few fine detail points at the top of the top of the list, which we then put to the electorate, you know, um, employment rights, uh, is the NHS going to survive? Uh, are we going to end up nationalising everything or not nationalising everything and that sort of thing. Yeah. And, and, and those will be the sort of key points that we will then put to, to, to the electorate to decide on. The finer detail is is always a nightmare. Uh, we've got an example of that with uh, Aerospace at the moment where they um, want to um, move out of the UK because if the UK leaves um, Europe, then they don't get as good a deal for selling their parts.
0: Sure,
1: Not because of uh, any financial deals so much, but because of testing. If they're not in you, if they're not in the European uh, Union, the tests that they apply at the moment don't count. Okay. So if they're in, in the UK and they're testing them to exactly the same standards as Europe, they're not applying the same standards or the, the, the same quality tests um, that Europe wants under their guidelines. Gotcha. This is the so CE mark, or something. Yes, yes, yeah. So therefore they have to then... So, th- so if they want to continue... Uh, making their product and selling it to Europe they have to be within the European Union yeah. you know and it's just those fine details that a lot of the companies are now discovering you know if I do this this and this within Europe I'm fine yeah. if I'm in, still in the U- UK and the UK leaves Europe I can't sell to those p- people anymore
0: Right,
1: no. 20% uplift 25% uplift yeah. on, on my fees
0: and that's even without looking at the um, any trade tariffs or anything else that, that come in
1: uh, yeah before any of that happens yeah Okay.
0: Well, you see, this is why I asked, because it's interesting, you know, some people will say, but hang on, what are we going to vote for? Um, And and that is a, you know, I I think it's a fair point. But I think that a lot of the electorate as well probably don't give a rat's monkey about all this, do they? They just want to be straight out and that's it. They don't care. Europe couldn't care less. See you later. Bye. They want a a hard Brexit. Now, I've actually come across a few people like that who voted for, you know, to get out of Europe and voted for Brexit. Because they didn't like David Cameron. Yeah. Right? Or they didn't like this. Or the Tory party did this to my pension. Or whatever, And then you think, well, hang on a second. Obviously, that wasn't the question in the first place. I, don't, I think you actually voted in the wrong election. But having said that, you voted to, to do that. And that's politics, isn't it? And very
1: much so. That is politics. You know, at a local level, we get affected by what happens nationally. Um, and at a national level, they get, a vote, they get affected by what happens locally as well. So if we do badly in Eastbourne, it's the Lib Dems. Mm then uh, Stephen will do badly, you know, on a national level. If, yes. the, if the Tories do badly, then the, the opposite happens. Stephen, Stephen does well and the, the Tory candidate doesn't do quite so well. Mm. And, and it's it's very much on a personal level and, and, and that's what people are, are much more likely to vote on, which is why I say it's important for us to be able to sort of give it to them in a very straightforward, black and white way, if you vote for Europe, you're going to be 50p a week worse off. Yeah. If you if you stay in Europe, you're going to be 25p a week better off, for, yeah. for example. You yeah. know, so yeah. it's very straightforward, clear lines, uh, and this is what will happen. Yeah. rather than all these lies and deceits and things that we've been going through for the last
0: 18 months yeah yeah it has been turbulent has not it has already put up with this but well, I do one of the good point
1: one of the big points that we that we miss out on in, in Europe is the fact that we've got an aging population at the moment which we've, that we've which we've got to pay for in pensions mm-hmm. There is no pension pot. The pension pot is provided by the younger workers. So me working as a 40 year old, um, I'm paying the pension pot for the 65-, 70-year-olds. Um, none of that money is being saved for me for when I go into my pension. No. So if those workers aren't there to pay into that pension pot, then there's no pension pot for them, which is one of the reasons why the government's having to slash everybody's pensions at the moment. To be able to survive, we need a net migration into the UK of 400,000 people a year to be able to top up that pension pot.
0: That's just crazy. You to think, okay, so explain that in really simple detail.
1: In really simple detail. If we don't have the workforce in place to pay for the pensioners, we won't have enough money to be able to pay the pension pot.
0: Without we, borrowing.
1: Without borrowing. Yeah. We haven't got the workforce in place. We won't have the workforce in place because we know what ages our people are as they're coming through. In 20, 25 years' time, we won't have the workforce in place. We need to have net migration. So one million people come in, 600 people leave, 400,000 people stay. That 400,000 people are here in the country. They're working. They're paying into uh, their national insurance and their tax. That money then goes into paying the pensions for the people who who are alive at that time.
0: Yeah.
1: And without that four hundred thousand people, we have to borrow
0: money. Okay, so that makes sense. So you Mm. need we need four hundred thousand people. To so we need to grow our working population by four hundred thousand people, on top of the natural growth that's happening from people who are just. Uh, becoming old enough to work, Yes. right? So they need to come on top of that. 400,000, that's a lot, isn't it?
1: An awful lot of people, yeah.
0: Yeah, right. So, and this was another issue, wasn't it? Obviously immigration, right? So, I mean, I've spoken to uh, UKIP MEPs about this and and, and all sorts of stuff. And obviously that's quite colorful, those conversations. But what um, what it seems to be is that, you know, it's unchecked immigration and there was always the scaremongering about people coming in from Europe and taking jobs and how the Eastern European states becoming European can just flow over here yes. and take everyone's jobs. Now, obviously, if we need to have 400,000 people coming in right, to, for these jobs, we have to have the 400,000 jobs to give to these people, though, don't we?
1: Which, well. we, which we should still have. You know, the, the work is out there. We're, we're, we've got un- un- unemployment at its lowest levels. We've still got, um, I think, 800,000 jobs still waiting to be filled. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those are low-level work, which is exactly what the, 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 the Europeans come over here and do the work for, exactly. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of them is, is high-level work, uh, which is why we're having problems recruiting doctors at the moment because the immigration laws that have been put in place restricted all the doctors
0: from coming over here to work yeah we'll come back to that in a sec but yes okay. yeah, yeah exactly uh, well actually to we'll do it now so we yeah this, this is what the government did wasn't it to try and address the immigration concerns yeah was to look at immigration as a whole because really they kind of glossed over the fact that they couldn't do anything about immigration from Europe because that was part of being part of Europe. Yep. Um, and then obviously people, you know, didn't like that, and that's you know one of the another reason for Brexit. But as a consequence of this, as you say, we are not recruiting the educated doctors or any professionals—doctors, engineers, architects, everyone. You yep. know, we just haven't got them in place.
1: Underfunding in an FE and HE from from central government yep. um, and restrictions on on the amount of people that can come into the country, so they capped. The professionals coming into the country, at, say twenty thousand people a year. So once it hits twenty thousand people, that's it. You can't have anybody. Anybody no else more coming visas. across the borders? No right. more visas. So there. So then the doctors and the hospitals. I think it's five thousand doctors. They're short now because um, they, they they've just lost all of these people coming in. Right. We've obviously it's not up here from nowhere these five thousand doctors are spread out all over the country and some of them are retired some of them are left some of them moved abroad because the pay deals are better over in europe and in other countries yeah. you know so we get this cross migration cross both ways across the border yeah. um and and so theresa mays had to back down on that one and open up the borders again for um, any professionals Okay. Oh, she, has. she the, she's, the, she's she's
0: done that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, so. you see, we should have got it right in the first place. We, you know, that would have yeah. made it a lot easier, wouldn't it? So this comes back to something that we kind of discussed a while ago in your um, in your planning podcast, right? Where people may not think that if there's a whole bunch of houses being built in Eastbourne, Eastbourne had to actually fight to get that, um, say, Red Row or Persimmon or whoever it was, to choose Eastbourne as somewhere to to actually build these houses because they could go anywhere. Yes. Right? And so you have to, you, as, you know, the head of of, uh, the planning committee, That's the correct title. Um, You have to compete with Tunbridge Wells or Brighton or whatever else. And it's much the same for these professionals, if you think about it. Germany is also in the the same position. France will be in the same. Every country will be in the same position of needing doctors um, or anybody else that's a skilled professional. Um, And so we're competing with those. And if someone's got to go and learn a foreign language, you know, if they've got to start from next to nothing, they might as well learn German, right, if they're going to get the job or French. You know, I mean, the likelihood is that they'll know a bit of English, so they'd prefer to come here, I guess. But not if we're not part of Europe, because that's part of it again, isn't it? You know,
1: no, it's it's all about this cross border, cross border
0: pollination,
1: shall I say? You know, once once you've once you've got into Europe, then you can get get anywhere that you like within the
0: the, the borders. Oh, then you're talking about inward investment from Americans and stuff like that, as we mentioned earlier on. Um, but okay, so as far as Eastbourne's concerned, then let's get let's get back to that before we end up being Panorama or something. Yeah, um, but. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, there's a whole bunch of people here who voted to, to get out of, of, of Europe for whatever reason. And obviously, you know, it's great, fine, yeah. And everyone's trying to make the best fist of that, basically, with the deals. But what is it that people, you know, what would make people happy who, were, who did vote for Brexit? Do you think they all prefer, like, a, from your talking to people, a, do they just want a, a hard Brexit? They just want to go, see you later, bye, and walk away. And do they think that's right? I know you mentioned earlier it not necessarily right, but do you think that they think it's right?
1: They, they certainly think that it's, that it's the, the right thing to do is to have a hard Brexit. You know, we've decided that we're going to leave. Let's get out of Brexit. Um, it, 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 very complicated to, and when it actually comes down to the nuts and bolts of how it actually happens. Um, but I think once we explain that to people, let them have, make that decision. Um, and then if they turn around to us and say, well, we don't want to vote, we're quite happy with whatever happens, then that's what we'll go with as well. Yeah. You know, uh, we've always said that we will support the town and, and we've always done that as well. You know, um, if you're working within a company and you've got half the team saying, well, we want to do it this way and the other half to the team saying, we want to do it the other way and you have a vote on it, whoever wins that vote... That's the way that the company goes. Yeah. And everybody gets behind that that vote and, and works with the company to, to, to pursue the end goal. And that's what we're doing within Eastbourne as well. Yeah. You've told us what you want. We will get behind you. We are going to get behind you and support you. But what we do, don't do want to do is we don't want to end up giving you an, an awful deal where you end up worse off than well, where we are at the moment.
0: Uh, yeah, and do you know what? Actually, I think that's a really good point that you just made because I think that a lot of people are probably a bit concerned that the whole Brexit show you know wagon if you like it's trying to be derailed and i think what they think is that some politicians are trying to actually reverse the um you know and have a second referendum on whether or not to leave europe or not no but that's no, not what you're saying is it
1: no no not at all the, 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 everyone's decided that they're going to leave europe but i think even labour have got behind it now the lib dems are uh, the only ones that are, are saying that uh, they want to leave i'm uh, sorry they, they want to stay um But in Eastbourne, you've told us you want to leave, so we will support you in that. Um, I think that we should be staying in Europe Europe because we're going to end up with a better deal, even at this late stage. But um, let's work together. Let's find out what we can do and make sure that we get the
0: best possible deal for everybody. Yeah. So it's about getting the best possible exit deal or the divorce bill or whatever it is that yeah. people call it, rather than thinking about not leaving Europe. OK, so just yeah. make that point again. No one's yeah. actually saying that. No. Um, I know that people did talk about that. They wanted to have a second referendum as to whether or not to leave Europe and, and all that sort of stuff. But that really would have gone against the, the democratic view, I think, in, in a lot of occasions.
1: That, that moment's passed. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're now in, in a different place yeah. and we need to be moving forward with, with what we've got at moment the hand that we've been dealt at the moment. Yes,
0: yeah, absolutely, and do the best job possible. That's really good. So it's going to be interesting to see how how Eastbourne's affected. Um, You know, uh, being close to, to Europe... Uh, We see a lot of, you know, um, uh, tourists coming over from Europe, obviously. Right now, during the summer, the coach loads of foreign um, language students and all that sort of thing coming over. That probably won't change, to be honest. Well, there'll just be a different sort of visa method for them to come in, if at all. But again, we're guessing, though.
1: (laughs) Putting my um, uh, anti-Europe hat on, you know, the... Britain is a very strong and powerful country you know uh, we've been a big leader within Europe Um, the reason why they want us to stay is because we've been so powerful and so helpful to them in a number of things that they've achieved Um, and I think even when we leave Europe they're going to want us to uh, be the the best of friends Mm. Um, I get an awful lot of funding from Europe for various projects that I do connected with my uh, uh, FE projects Um, and from talking to um the people who have provided this funding I don't think that's going to dry up in any time in the near future they still say that the, the funding should still be available to us and I think that's going to happen on a number of levels um, a, a across Europe um So that we will still be able to have access over there. It might be slightly trickier to get across um, the the border checks. You know, you might have an an extra 30-second hold-up or something um, where they actually check your passport instead of just waving you through. Mm. Um, But apart from that, um, the the, the physical stuff that Joe Public sees on the ground, I don't think is necessarily going to change too much.
0: No, 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 exactly. So, okay. So, we're running out of time. So, we'll need to sort of wrap this up, Jim. And I think it's a fascinating subject. Obviously, everyone does to a certain degree or other. Some people will be saying, just get on with it. You know, why are you wasting time? Other people will say, oh, hang on a second. We need to make sure we've got the right decision, which is, you know, I think the majority actually think that. Um, and then we've got all sorts of people. But um, just as my final note on that, uh, funnily enough, everybody, uh, again, I've spoken to a lot of MEPs over the last year or so, and they say exactly what you said, Jim, that it's, and these, these are also UKIP MEPs who yeah. say this, that Europe is sad. Okay, yes. the people in in a power in Europe are actually sad that we're leaving. Now, a lot of people won't care about that. They just go, oh, I don't care whether Europe are sad or not. I want out and do it now, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine. Yeah, but I think there are <coughs> neighbours, yeah. So we need to be doing a, a a good job that basically secures our finances as well as making sure that we leave on proper terms. Like you said earlier on, at, right at the beginning, yep. that we don't just slam the door and bring up the drawbridge. Yeah is that about right
1: definitely very much
0: so oh blimey there was a (laughs) right so i summed everything up there no jim it's been fantastic and i think it's good to get away for once to actually talk about eastbourne and talk about brexit and talk about a national position on that and to and to actually let everyone know that they don't have to be concerned if they were ever were concerned that you know eastbourne wasn't heading towards a brexit deal uh, and that everyone's working towards getting that done no, we,
1: we we all are and we're all behind the, the people of Eastbourne to make sure that, they, like I say, that we get the best possible deal when we leave Europe.
0: Yeah exactly exactly. so if you have any questions um, for, for Councillor Jim Murray for future um, episodes about uh, or you want to ask anything about Brexit then do get in touch with us at the station you can email me at chris at eastbourne.online um, and we'll get something together and, and have a chat and, and drag poor old Councillor Murray in again to talk about the, all, all this sort of stuff um, and if you've got any other suggestions for, for podcasts for Councillor Murray to, to look at we've looked at planning we've looked at all sorts of things but there's many many things to come uh, in terms of how local councillors help um you know eastbourne to be able to function and also actually talk about the wards as well which would be quite nice wouldn't it
1: so get in touch s- s- small victory we have with milton grange i would say managed to save milton grange um, yesterday oh see now here we go hot off the press
0: yeah tell us about that
1: so milton grange and Furwood house uh, these were the two ha- ha- respite houses that we've got in eastbourne uh, so when you go into hospital and you need somewhere to go um Uh, just to get you ready before you go back into your house. Um, The county council run by the Tories was um, uh, threatening to shut both of them down. (laughs) We've managed to save one of them, so Milton Grange now will stay open. Uh, Unfortunately, we have lost Firwood House.
0: Oh, okay, right. So, well... At least that's, that's something, because, yes. it, yeah, we're, we were involved with that to a certain degree, you know, um, when the protests were going on. So it's good to see that that's come out and mm. something's happened with that. Yeah, brilliant. So um, excellent. Good news. That's a good way to end it. Councillor Jim Murray, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. All right, bye. 18- plus.